morning tip. Good afternoon. It is November 14th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limnos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I am very excited. Summer is officially over. The motorcycle has been put away for the winter. There is sports on all of the time. You have all the basketball, all the football that you could ever want. I went to my first in-person uh, basketball game. I plan on going to another one this week. That should be a regular thing that uh, that I'm doing. Duke is 2-0. and Celtics are on a six-game win streak. Things are looking real good right now. You know, while we're on the topic of that, we might as well just jump into some basketball talk. There's going to be tons of football. We're going to do our picks later. We're going to do a little bit of quarterback predictions for teams and their franchises and how about we just continue to talk a little bit of basketball right now because there were some huge nights last night in the NBA. Big, big stat lines. I'm talking Joel Embiid with 59 points, Darius Garland with 51 points. Let me ask you this. Which which one of these guys' stat lines are you more impressed by? So Embiid ends up with 59. He goes 19 of 28 from the field. He only has one three-pointer, and he's got 59 points. He puts 11 rebounds and seven blocks together. Darius Garland, on the other hand, he goes for 51. It's less than 59. Still a very impressive night on 16 of 31 shots. So he takes more shots. He also has 10 threes. Embiid only had one. He also finished with six assists and two steals. Darius Garland also didn't win the game. It's another thing, which is like, how how are you doing this? You're like my fantasy team. You're losing with Justin Fields. That doesn't make any sense in the world. Which, which one sounds a little bit more impressive to you? Would you rather have the Joel line or the Darius Garland line? Uh, I definitely want the Embiid line. Like you said, only one three. Uh, he for sure, he was just living at the, at the line all night long. But his team got the W, and it wasn't just any W. They beat the Jazz. The Jazz, the Western leading Utah Jazz, like we all expected. Look, that's an impressive win because that is a good team. Utah is, is a good team. I, I, I'm saying it. I can't believe I'm saying it, but that is a good team. They're going to play basketball that way as this team way. The only weakness they're going to have is when they face a guy like Joel Embiid. You know, they're they're like they're they're very much like the Celtics. Like I feel like they're just they're a Robin Lopez away. Like they don't need, you know, as, and obviously it would be great if you had a guy like Embiid or Jokic. That's the ideal scenario here. But everyone else, you know, you just need somebody who can be trustworthy in a big body out there just to throw some fouls out there at uh, at Embiid because. I'm sorry, Laurie and, and Kelly, man, you guys might have a lot of other strengths against every other team, but this one is not going to ever end up in your favor, man. Just getting bully balled all game. It's a tight game, but still uh, a good win, a good win all around. Um, on the flip side, Darius Garland, as I said, lost to Minnesota. Now, Minnesota hasn't had exactly the prettiest start to the season, but I think very much like Moneyball, this is such an experiment that you can't judge it this early. You know, the, in, in the movie Moneyball, they don't actually get good till like halfway through the season. So how is everyone saying this is fair to judge the Minnesota struggles so far? Do you think it's safe to say that this was a disaster or are you still willing to wait and see? Minnesota just doesn't seem to like have the right chemistry right now. It's just trying to figure out exactly who is going to do what. Uh, it's like. If you, if you if you look at who's on their team, it's like, oh, man, yeah, this team's going to be good. But then it's just like the pieces aren't fitting well right now. And I think I, I agree with you that you still still got a ways to go. But, you know, it would have liked this team to at least be at 500 at this point of the year. I think what's most concerning is the flaws that we were anticipating this team having are glaringly obvious. The, the, the two of the, the two Gobert and, and Towns out there is, is very weird. It's, it's bizarre spacing. It, the advantage that Towns had was that he could shoot threes and allow Edwards to drive because he could space it out that way. 
And Edwards, I thought everyone anticipated taking an even bigger step. He took a huge step last year and has still been a decent player this year. But I, I think it was just too tall of a task for him as well as I don't think I did him any favors by putting Gobert down there now. This is all of the frustrations that Donovan Mitchell has had. And now he's having a ton of success without him in, in Cleveland. So I'm wondering if this is a step one of step two where they wanted to get rid of Towns and they, they tried to... They tried to keep Towns in the Gobert trade, and then when Danny was like, "No, no, no you, we, I actually don't want Towns," and they were like, "I guess, I guess we'll keep him because you don't want him, and we'd like to add Gobert." And I think this was a step one of two where Towns is going to eventually head on his way out. But I, I still think there's hope that this may turn out a little bit better. This is just going to be a sloppy win team. This, this is never going to look great. The way Utah looks with the ball moving and all that, that's never going to happen on this team. But this team is capable of winning an ugly game. A guy went off for 51 points on him last night, and they still won. It's got to be worth something. So I'm, I'm kind of saying I'm going to wait and see on it, but I, I wonder how long Anthony Edwards is is going to take all this. Is he going to say something soon? Does he seem like a possibly next disgruntled superstar that is going to ask for his way out? Do you think he's a superstar? I think he's he should be this year. He hasn't been. I think last year in the playoffs he was. I saw games in the playoffs last year of, of a caliber guy that, that – that's what you want. That's exactly what we thought he'd be. That's a number one pick worthy performance. And this year I haven't seen that quite as often. And I wonder if it's just the spacing, but in the playoffs last year, I thought he was fantastic. Like, are you, am I maybe valuing him too much? Well, I superstar. I mean, you're that, that's at the tippity top and superstars don't have the, ah, you know, he just didn't quite have it tonight. They have it every night. That's what make him superstars. So I think he is a budding star for sure, but he's in his third year. I don't, yeah, I don't think he can say he wants out. All right. Well, then how about we talk about some actual superstars? And can we have a Celtics minute? Can we? Can we just do this? Do we? <laughs> Tatum, well, I wanted to make sure. Tatum and Brown as, as are getting, awesome. As we're, as we're getting into this, I just it was just a statement of fact that we're on a six-game winning streak. This is not in any way a victory lap. I don't want to get tripped up like I did earlier in the year. This is not some sort of victory lap. This is I'm just stating facts of you know you just you go on ESPN, you can go and look at the standings. This is just what's happening. We look great. I love the way we play. I love the team. I still th- feel like we're Robin Lopez away, and I mean that that that's all we need from from uh, Williams when he comes back. Time Lord, we just need you to be better than Robin Lopez. If you can be a body out there, give some fouls and play better defense, that's all we need. Because we, I think we have a, a similar weakness. We're we're asking too much of Al. He's you know he's not he's not supposed to go out there and shut down and bead for an entire game. We we need we need another body to kind of throw out out there for that. But what's the latest you're hearing about uh, old Time Lord? I'm hearing nothing because we're we're ten and three. We just won the last six games. I think we're stalling this as as far as, as we can. We're playing Cornette. We're playing Vonley. We're we're playing Blake Griffin. We're, we're and we're still winning. Because I, I might be a little little rusty on the uh, on the math here, but I'm pretty sure they initially said that he was going to be, or not initially. The I think initially it was going to be a, a few weeks, but the, the revised was eight to twelve weeks. I believe this week will be coming up. Like we're week seven going into week eight, and just seems like we should sort of be here in a, an update. I would like to think. Do you think this has any relation to us? basically postponing the surgery we knew he needed, asking him to play in the finals for us, which he voluntarily did. And, and, and we, I feel like we were as fragile as we could have been in that scenario because he didn't play every game. I think we, didn't, we gave him some nights off. But do you think there's a hesitation in coming back too soon because of that? 
it's got to be in there somewhere, e- even if it's not medically relevant. Like it's you know all the doctors saying no, no, he, he could for sure come back. There's no way that this could you know hurt it like before when he came back for the for the playoffs. They said no, he can't injure it anymore. And now that he's injured again, everyone's taking pot shots saying, oh well, yeah, I guess uh you know Celtics strong armed the doctors for sure. But I think like you you mentioned, we're, we're ten and three. No, no need to rush him back. I'm a little concerned that it's at the expense of uh, Al having to do a little bit more. So I, I hope that we don't slow play Rob coming back for too long. And then Al is you know, exhausted. So I think we got to be careful with what we're doing, but I would, I, I would just like an update. I just, just want to, you know, hear, hear good things. Well, I'll, I'll give you, this is an update. This is going to make you feel better, right? This is the best thing I can tell you about Robert time Lord right now. He, he will play her in an important game. He, he did that for us. He doesn't have to do that, but he did it. I sure hope not, but it does seem like he uh, is always dinged up. He he might always be dinged up, but he's 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 gonna play in the in the big game. So he he played. He sat out a couple, but he 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 didn't have to play in any of them. He he could have got the surgery immediately. We all knew he needed it. Mm-hmm. So, do you really think like we're we're six game win streak? Do you think he's really viewing this this next week against this next game against OKC as like ah, I I should really. I should go out there. I know I'm only like 70%, but I, I, I can get out there. You know, this team needs me. Nah, he's not going to do that. It's fine. We're, we're, we're good. If this wasn't going well, or if we were in a situation where we where we may not make the playoffs or we're, we're in the playing game section of the rankings here, yeah, I would I would be a little bit more concerned. But right now we're not. And I think a lot of the other teams in, in the league are. And that's fine. We, we, we're, we're rolling, and we got a guy coming back. Only a, a half game. Behind uh, the Bucks for the the top spot in the East, <laughs> we uh, put a little voodoo uh, on some of the teams. We mentioned how the well the Bucks and the Cavs were doing, and they lost uh, six games collectively in the past week. <laughs> so uh, I think we helped with that. All right, one other game I watched last night. I saw a little bit of this. I didn't get to watch a whole bunch of it, so it's mostly highlights here. But I did watch the Brooklyn Lakers game to some degree. I have huge concerns for Brooklyn now. They're not a good defensive team. They're not even remotely close to being a good defensive team. I watched Patrick Beverly run pick and rolls with Anthony Davis. And granted, that sounds like it should be an awesome thing. It hasn't been this year. And the fact that they're pressuring Patrick Beverly on a pick and roll as if he's an aggressive shooter or a threat driving or a threat at all and not just hovering more under the Anthony Davis shade... It just seems like fundamental stuff that they're just not doing. They're they're not exactly the most equipped roster for shutting down offenses, but I'm I'm worried. This is like an awful team. And I look at the guys they're bringing back. It's like, all right, so Seth Curry's going to come back. Well, well, that's not that's not a defensive shutdown. So what? If anything, that's that's undersized here. So I I, I agree that the Lakers have been playing better. I'll give Russ a little bit of credit. Anthony Davis puts up 37 last night, but I am blaming the Brooklyn's defense is really bad. A concerning bad. I, I can't imagine this team ever winning a playoff series playing this side, of, this kind of defense. And I know it's early in the year, and no reason to really over, overestimate anything. But this is a team that should really be trying to get their shit together. And I don't know if they're doing it. Like defense is a little bit of effort, and then I feel like they're missing that. I, have you watched? There, have you watched any amount that you're not? You're less concerned just that they're missing two starters right now. Well. Which one of the, are any of those starters defensive? They're all defensive liabilities. Everybody on the team. I think it's actually unfair of what they asked from Durant, where he has to 
kind of be the help guy and the big guy and do all the scoring on the other end. And I'm, I don't think he's at a point in his career where he should really be doing that sort of uh, shoulder lifting right there. That's, that's too much on it. Uh, are you prepared for a wild stat? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I got a whole bunch of stats okay. later for some football. All right, here we go. So we just talked about it. Joel Embiid goes out last night, scores 59 points, one game. Amazing. You know, we before last night, we didn't even have a 50-point game, and too bad for Garland that right after he does it, he immediately gets eclipsed. This entire season, Ben Simmons, 47 points. The whole year. It's not like he's a, a you know, a offensive dynamo, and that's where he's been making his living, but I would like to think that a rotational guy in the league is given more than, than 47 points. It's... It's not in his it's not in his DNA. He doesn't want to score. I'm more concerned that he hasn't been that great of a defensive guy. He he feels like he's running on like some defensive clout from years ago that is not dismissing anybody from attacking him. It's, I feel like years ago they were like, oh, maybe if I had it all, an option of driving against Simmons or not, I, I, maybe I won't try and force it. But now I think everyone's trying to test the waters on it and no one's scared of him. I, I I don't see him coming back and being an awesome defensive player. I don't see him fixing this offense, and I don't know where he's going to fit in at all here. But I think we're going to be approaching a dangerous point where Brooklyn may have to blow everything up here. And I, I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't. Just, but who do you? Who who wants these players? I have no idea. I have no Besides idea. Besides Durant, I mean, everybody wants Durant. Everyone would give whatever they possibly could to to get Durant. But uh, Kyrie, we don't really know when he's coming back. Uh. Yeah, and but who Simmons, wants to celebrate Simmons a trade? Right now. Who wants to celebrate a trade for Kyrie, anyways? What what franchise is like? Hey, look at look at us! Look what we did. That, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not like these are the the assets that they were even a a, a couple of years ago. Of just oh, okay, yeah, we we can get something for this. Like right now, it's there's there's a lot of question marks and there's a lot of negatives going on. Do you know who's first in the Western Conference right now? I have the standings up in front of me. Uh, it's a three-way tie. Is uh, all right. Fine. It's two A with a three A. All right. Fine. That's fine. It's uh, P- Portland's up top. I I am. I don't know how this is working. It's, it, Dame hasn't even played every game either. They're they're nine and four. Uh, they've they've won six of the last uh six six of the last ten. What what am I not seeing on this team that is somehow being all right? Like, is the West not that good? Well, the West has beaten the the East, I believe, in head-to-head matchups so far this year. Uh, so I don't know if it's exactly that, but still early on, small sample size. I picked the Trailblazers to be the last the last team in the in the league, but they've got multiple game winners from multiple guys. It, it's it's just working. They're the Trailblazers, so they play on the West Coast. So it's a team that's difficult for me to to watch, especially a team that's not going to be put on TV very often. So I've watched barely any Trailblazer games this year. They've had a ton of injuries too. They've just had guys step up and say, "All right, I guess I guess I got to do this tonight." And yeah, Gary Trent's out tonight. Uh, Sharp has been in and out too. He had a game not too long ago, but he. I think he's going to suddenly become a factor. That's that may be a huge draft pick for them. Very impressive so far. I, I'm impressed with uh, Jeremy Grant. I didn't think that that would have been much of a a, a move move of the needle here, but it it really has. They they've they've been very competitive and they're winning games. And I think they can get even better. Like I said, they're not even healthy. 
So that's that's an impressive thing. How weird is it that Portland and Utah were kind of both accepted as this isn't going to go well this uh, year? See, I even messed that up. I said Gary Trent. Gary Trent used to play for the Trailblazers. He's, he's, he's been on the Raptors for a few years now. I don't even know all the players on the team, but they're getting Ws. Uh, is it Josh Hart? I don't know who you're referring to. All right, anyways. yeah, You know who's at the bottom here? The Warriors at 13. The Lakers at 14. Minnesota at 12. Rockets at 15, but that's you know, we, there's that nothing to re- that, that that's where they're supposed to be. Is is Jabari ever going to play with somebody who's willing to pass to him? Is that is that ever going to happen? Maybe maybe next year. Like how many maybe next years is this guy going to waste talent wise? Of you're know, like yeah, all right, I guess he'll be a little passive, and then I think there's moments where he is overly aggressive and shoots way too much, and his percentage is whack because he doesn't have a good flow ever in any offense. The quick quick Rockets take it. I'm more want to get to the headline of Minnesota's at 12, the Warriors at 13, and the Lakers at 14. And and yet Utah's over there, and, and Portland's up on top. What was, where where are we going wrong here? <laughs> I yeah, I'll go back to what I said as the, before the season started. There's no way that you can get punched in the face by a teammate and just be like, no, everything's cool. I'm having a good time at work. And I'm wondering if it's starting to spread to the rest of the, the the team. They're struggling with the with the rookies, and I wonder if part of it is like, well, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with these older guys and have it be confrontational. This isn't fun. And so now you're not hitting your shots, and it's getting worse. And they're way down at the bottom. Poole specifically has not been very good. Draymond hasn't been very good either. Clay has not been fantastic. Curry's been awesome, and. Maybe maybe we're at the point now where I think they've they've focused on this core so much that maybe we should start devaluing the core and start just valuing that we have Steph Curry on our team and if we don't get this roster tightened up a little bit we may be wasting one of his awesome years because he's had some games already. Um, all right, any other NBA talk you want to get into? Did I did I do a decent job? We were about at twenty minutes in here, so got plenty of football. Yeah, that's on. a good that's a good wraparound. The only thing uh, uh, that I last mention is just. Almost the, uh, the 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 reverse that we were just talking about with Portland being up at the top is uh, the Hornets eight game losing streak. Lamelo is is back, but wasn't able to wasn't able to prevent a, another another loss. It seems like if you, you know you look at their team, you know not, not that they're going to be at the top in the East, but definitely not a uh, a seller dweller. So I'm interested to see once Lamelo kind of gets his feet back underneath him. You know he is definitely a you know, as, as the point guard can really make all the guys around him better and has done that in the past and just seeing if that can kind of turn that team around before it's too late. It, it used to be infectious. When, when he was out there, it was infectious. Everybody played hard. Everyone played well. Everyone played fast. And that's that's how you win regular season games. And So maybe, maybe they can turn around. All right, speaking of turning around, there's two main football games I want to talk about from Sunday. I want to talk Minnesota, Buffalo, Dallas, Green Bay. And then we're going to do some quarterback stuff. All right, game of the year so far, Minnesota-Buffalo. We're, we're watching this together. I'm so glad that you were actually came over to watch this, and this is the result we got. Because so, so often I feel like we watch games together and nothing nothing newsworthy is, is ever really happening. It's like, yeah, we did, we did what we were supposed to do. We watched football. We enjoy doing that. Yesterday we got a reward. This, this, this game, the win percentage odds just keep flipping back and forth as the chaos continues of a 90% chance to a 2% chance to an 85% chance to a 2% chance. I don't know if the right team won. I'm not sure if I'm suddenly supposed to respect this Minnesota Vikings team after beating Buffalo, who we have all claimed is one of the actually good teams in the NFL. 
I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. You want to recap the game real quick here? <laughs> you know, just just the end down down the stretch is Vikings are in trouble, and Cousins throws it up and it's intercepted. I was watching it; it got intercepted. All right, that, yep, that's pretty much the game. No, it wasn't intercepted. Somehow, Justin Jefferson came down with the ball. I still, it, I don't know. I don't know how he did it. They, they showed the replay. I watched it more today when it came up on Twitter. It's He's got one hand on the ball, and the DB has got two hands on it, and he has, like, no leverage. Somehow, he makes the catch. They continue down. They get within the in the red zone. They're about to push it in. They get get, get the lead. They're right at the red zone. They got Delvin Cook. They're, they're for sure going to get it. Nope. They try the sneak at the end with Cousins, and he is just, just short. All right, so pretty much ball game. But it is on you know, the, the half-yard line, if not even, even closer. First play, Josh Allen tries to sneak it out. The, the snap is fumbled. Vikings jump on it. Big review, but now they're in the lead with 40 seconds to go. Of course, Buffalo, that's plenty of time for them to get to field goal range. And now we're going to overtime. Overtime, Vikings get the ball. They march down a little bit, kick a field goal. Well, now you give it back to Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going back down. And for sure, all right, he's going to tie the – at worst, is going to tie this up. Wrong. Throws an interception in the end zone ball game. Vikings <laughs> go on to become 8-1, second best record in the league. All right, a couple pregame storylines. There's something wrong with Josh Allen's elbow. I, I've I had a lot of baseball people apparently in, in informing all of us the the significance of it, but he wasn't supposed to play, and then was like a game time decision, and then plays the whole game and overtime, and like a legitimate game time decision where I was seeing before the game that Case Keenum is out there warming up with the receivers. We have not seen Josh Allen. We have not seen Josh Allen. Now, with that being said, I fully understand if he if he's not healthy. But the two interceptions he had yesterday were bad decisions. They were not limitations in his physical ability. Can we agree on that? Like that that overtime interception and the other one he had, I don't know what he saw on him. He didn't. Maybe the receiver didn't cut in the right direction. Perhaps you could blame it on that. But these were not throws that were limited because he didn't have this physical capability of making. They were yeah, bad decisions. Yeah, I don't decisions. think so. I don't think it was like a underthrow. And there were multiple times when he scrambled, and I would have thought. You know, at least for me, if I was banged up, I would have, you know, gone down sooner. And he, and I, I don't think you necessarily needed to, like, relished the contact. So I don't know what they shot him up with, or what you know what exactly the injury is. But I would have thought if your, you know, arm is really bothering you, you 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 avoid that. You know, you get out of bounds, you go down, you you don't scramble. There's just way. There's a lot of other options, especially for a star quarterback. All right, let me ask you this. Who was the best player on the field yesterday in that game? Jefferson. Not even close, right? Easily. Not even close. All right, now which duo would you take? Kirk and Jefferson or Josh Allen and Diggs? And the fun part about this is this was an actual trade. This is possibly the most fair trade that's ever happened in NFL history. This was fantastic for both franchises. Buffalo was a win now. We're going for it. They got Diggs out of it. It probably would have worked if neither had done anything, but I know there was the Diggs beef with some contract stuff, and this this seemed to make everybody whole. So, which, which one would you rather have, though? Uh, what time of day is it? <laughs> we're, uh, we're in Germany, 930. Germany, 930. Uh, that is, 
I don't know. It, no, you're still taking Josh. Time. Don't don't do this. No, but it's, it's not prime time. But you know, it is a standalone game. So does that make it prime time? No, I'm just I'm just joking. I'm I'm still going with with Diggs and and, and Josh Allen. And and I think that's where we we end up settling here. Football's played with more than just two two guys. There's there's a whole whole team. I, I get it, but I, I think my more the the argument I was trying to make was. Everybody saw that Justin Jefferson was the best player on the field yesterday. And, and generally, if you're the best player, you can kind of overcome some weaknesses in, say, the quarterback area. But it's weird in football. It doesn't exactly work that way. But I thought he was clearly the best player. The, the catch yesterday, the takeover of the game yesterday, just complete takeover. Like, that catch was ridiculous. He almost had the uh, – well, what would have been what we thought was going to be the game-winning touchdown before they had the three chances to get into the end zone, and he was just a, a yard short. He just – just wasn't quite there. They they called it initially a touchdown. Yeah, I I I'm not uh, sold on Kirk either. I would still go with with the agree with you with the Josh Allen and Diggs. I think that's a way better combo. But you know, some things didn't go great for Kirk yesterday, despite even getting the victory. All right, he gets tripped by his center twice, and Ugh. one of them in the most critical last fourth and like it's third down. And they're at the like third and goal at the two yard line. You just can't lose downs like that, and it's not even on him. He just you can see the the blocker just comes back and. Clips his steps on his foot. <laughs> so, so that thought that was a little unlucky, but either way, a fantastic game, real fun to watch. I, I hope we, we, we end up getting more games like this. But are you, are you crowning Minnesota with anything? Like, what, what sort of opinion alteration did happen now? Like, are you, you giving them any more credit than we already were? Because I don't think I was at seven and one. Now they're eight and one, and they have one win that means something. <laughs> Which they barely won too. Like, so how much am I supposed to put on that? They 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 have eight wins. I I think they're I think they're a good team. I think that there are other teams that have more losses that are better than they are. Uh, I think there's been a lot of luck involved. Uh, I'm not putting them at the same level that the I put with the 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 New York teams where it's like this is for sure. Just this is totally fake. There's there's nothing there's nothing here. Uh, there there's there's something there. I, I'd say that they're 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 a good team, but they're not they're not a great team. They need to win that game in the playoffs before I start really giving them anything. Sorry, but like I've seen this team go, it would te- they've had so many ten win seasons with this exact same kind of roster, and it never really pans out. So, all right, moving on. Next game. Well, when was the last time that uh, Kurt played in prime time? <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of day games. <laughs> I I can't believe that and, actually and, has in the playoffs. You truly, playoffs, you actually think that actually has a, an actual impact? Like I know the stats are very clear that they're scary evident, but it's just a coincidence, joke, right? There's, a, there's at least a little tiny kernel of truth in those, and it's been a joke. A lot of people may make fun of it, and I think there's just like there's a little there's got to be a little kernel of truth there or something. And like you said, well, you're gonna wait all the way until the playoffs, which I mean, well, I think we're all gonna realize it by the playoffs if they win or lose. I think you gotta make your decision a little sooner than that, but. I want to see him play in, in primetime, see if he can conquer his fears. Well, perhaps we'll have an opportunity on that going forward. Uh, you like that? Do you like that? All right, next game, Cow- <laughs> Cowboys Cowboys versus Packers. I, I did not get a chance to watch a whole lot of this game, unfortunately, but huge comeback. I, I, I was fun to see Aaron Rodgers be good at football again. It's, it's, really, it's really cool when he, when he's, he does all this stuff. It, it's impressive. CeeDee Lamb has a huge game. He goes 11-15 for 150 yards, two touchdowns. And everyone's making a big deal about Christian Watson, who goes 4-8 for 107 yards on three touchdowns. Now, sure, three awesome touchdowns, but 
what, what, who's the real consistent guy here? You're not, you're not picking Lamb. You're still picking Lamb over this guy all day. I, I don't know why we're paying so much attention to Watson. There's such a desperation to make Aaron Rodgers feel good and the Packers be a good team that this team is just not good. My, my main concern right now, I'm going to tell you why they, 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 Dallas didn't win yesterday. It's, it's the pass rush, all right? I'm going to go back over the last couple of weeks. They only had two sacks yesterday. The week before that, they had four, and they won. Five sacks, then they won. Four sacks, and then they lost. That was against the Eagles, so a bit of an outside factor. Perhaps that's just a better team. Week before that, five sacks, they win. Two sacks, they win the week before that. That one's against the Commanders. Probably didn't need many more than two against that Commanders team. Week before that, they get five sacks and a win. Six sacks and a win. Two sacks in the opening game against Tampa, and they lose. They only got two yesterday. That's why they lost. This pass rush has to get there. I thought this Green Bay line was awful. I don't understand how they were able to do this. This all turned around so quick in the second half. Uh, you you were listening to the game, or were you watching the game? What, what, what did you think? No, I, I watched this one, or I caught the uh, I, caught, I caught the very the very end. <laughs> I, I, I sit down, and I see that it's a it, it's a close game, and then like you said, that the Packers just go on that run at the end, and then win in overtime. Dallas was coming off of the bye. Green Bay has lost five games in a row. This makes no sense. How did this happen? No idea. And Rodgers looked good. Can we can we agree on that? Rodgers looked good? Yeah. I think he even said something. It might have been the, the the in between, but, you know, before the game in the last week saying something like, well, you know, I am the defending two-time MVP. Like, oh, yeah, I guess uh, maybe uh, maybe it hasn't all fallen off the – off the rails at this point. Yeah, how long before he is like, yeah, I am the the discount double check. Like, what we're just running out of, you know, assets to share at this point. But they're four and six. They're not a. They're just not a good football team. And the other thing that I think both of these teams, the Vikings and Packers, are underestimating is that the Lions and Bears teams that they're going to face in the remaining schedule here is not the same team they'd faced earlier earlier in the season. Might as well mention one more time. Justin Fields was awesome again this week. I wish he would just give up throwing the ball altogether. Is that is that too bad? Is that is that is that incorrect? Are you not on board with this? That's not how modern football works. So that would be nice, but they, they're the the defense is able to alter what they're doing to prevent you from doing what you want to do. Well, I think they're going to be a sneaky team the rest of the season out because I don't know how you prepare for Justin Fields. I don't know how you. We expect him to just come up with his magic every week, but I, I think he's he's young enough where he's just going to go out and show everyone what he's capable of, and that's that's dangerous business for everyone else. I don't know how you prepare for it. I'm, I still think the Bears kind of stink because they lost to the Lions, who also probably stink. I, that that just I think Fields is just such a wild card that I I, I could see him stealing a game against either one uh, the Packers or the Vikings going forward, as well as everyone else in the league. All right, well while we're on the topic of quarterbacks here, do you want to do our quarterback picks for the AFC? Sure. So we're about halfway through the year, and I thought it was fair that we would kind of assess every team's quarterback situation and decide whether or not they are going to be the starter for that team next year or whether or not they're even a starter in the league. So let's break it down right now. Uh, AFC East, Miami. Tua is their starter. I think he will be their starter next year. I think he is a starter in the NFL, and I have to eat crud on all of this because I am so out on all of it. I still want it to kind of go all wrong, but... I, so far, there's no way I can really argue that he's not going to be a starter and not a deserving starter. The the stats just don't they just don't match my eye test. I don't know why. My, this is this is a weird. Because he's a lefty. Is that it? 
it's a lefty. It's like when uh, when you see a guy playing basketball and then he makes like a, a euro step sort of move and it just looks weird. It's like was that was that a travel and to a, to as a lefty and most quarterbacks are righty. So when you see him, it's just is is something just weird. It's just because it's backwards for your brain. We have we have dumb brains. Anyways, I got him starting for them next year. I think he's a starter in the league. What do you got? Yep. Yep, he'll be starting for the Dolphins next year. Yeah, we, we we agree on that. All right, next one, New York Jets. I'm going in order of the division rankings, too, which is even more alarming right now, okay? New York Jets are two. Josh, uh, Zach Wilson is the starter. I think this is his last year as a starter. It's weird, though, because they're kind of successful, but at some point, some of these teams, I think you just roll the dice with somebody else. Y- you've tried this one. Maybe he needs a different coach, different system, or something else, and He'll find success somewhere else, but maybe there's another guy out there that's struggling that will be successful in your system. I don't exactly see this consistency with Wilson that I would be betting on him being the guy, you know, going forward. I don't think he's a starter right now, and I don't think he's going to be the starter for them next year. Well, he is the starter this year. No, 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 I I don't think he should be a starter in the NFL. Oh, oh, okay. No, he will be the starter of the Jets next year. He uh, will be going into his third year. He's got a winning record. Uh, he's a young guy. You don't just give up on a on a young guy, and because you need to have a quarterback, uh, so he he's he's gonna stick around. I can't wait for the Jets to pay Geno Smith next year. It's gonna be great. Geno, five years, hundred million, something something uh, ridiculous. Geno Smith uh, <laughs> return. Uh, just, just starting messy rumors here. All right, Buffalo, Josh Allen, no question there. I, I think we, yep. we, we both Locker know that one. All right, New England, this one's a little bit more of a conversation. This is the Mac Jones-Zappy debate, and I'm not even sure either of them are the guys. I, 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 what, are we, what are we hoping to see that's going to change our mind of just feeling very meh on, on all of this? Like what? We need a big win. Do we need to beat Buffalo in an overtime game, like Kirk, like Cousins did yesterday? What, what do you think one of these guys could do to prove to you that this is the guy and this is what should should happen next year? Because I'm not sold on either of them. I'm not sure how anyone truth truthfully could be sold on either of them based on the results we're doing. I feel like the only way we win games is just by like out coaching and out scheming these weird defensive things. And when that doesn't work against someone like Justin Fields, we we really look like an awful team. Explain to me. Well, that's an advantage. That's an advantage we have that other people, other teams don't have. So we don't have to have a quarterback that is all the way up at the top. We can, you know, we got a little more, a little more wiggle room than other teams. Uh, Mac Jones has already beaten uh, Buffalo last year. Uh, he has made the playoffs. So uh, we got to make the playoffs again this year. And uh, it's just like uh, Zach Wilson. He's in his second year. He's going into his third year. You just don't walk away from a guy that is just not. Like, he'd have to absolutely just be terrible. To just say no, no, we're getting rid of them because there's a reason these guys are starters. There are only so many guys that can play this position, and even less that can play it at a high level. So if you're saying you don't want this guy, you have to choose who you're bringing in afterwards, and it might not be as a pretty story. What would you do with Zappy? Zappy's the backup. We're keeping him on the backup. We're holding him on to the roster. Yeah. We're gonna let we're gonna let the media do this. Will they? Won't they? For for a whole another year. I haven't heard any will they won't they. Mac Jones is a starter. All right, all right. Next one, AFC North. Uh, I, I actually like. I'm, I think I'm Zappy's. I'm Team Zappy. I think I want Zappy next year. I think Mac is still a starter in the league, and could easily be our starter going forward. Perhaps some playoff success and a string of a couple decent wins would be fine. But to me, he just 
he feels like an offensive guy that has no offensive threat. And that's not to say Zappy's like a, you know, superstar threat either. But the, when Mac is aggressive, it doesn't work. And it worries me that he you're going to have to be aggressive and get that play right to win big games. Real worried about that. I, I, I actually am going to go with Zappy next year. Uh, all right. AFC North, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Contracted makes this actually a little interesting with the conversation here because in theory, he's a free agent next year. I suppose they could franchise him and pay him a ton of money for one year or eventually agree to a deal that they tried to make happen before the year. Uh, he's obviously a, a starter-worthy quarterback. I don't think there's much of a debate there, but it's, is there any chance that he's not in Baltimore next year? They'd be silly not to pay him. Pay him whatever he wants. Keep him moving. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's a safe bet. I think they'll. I think they will do that. So I'm not. I'm not worried about it. either that or they're gonna just pay 500 running backs to continue to get injured on the roster. One, one, one <laughs> or the other. All right, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. I think there's not really a whole lot of question there. Cincinnati has struggled. I, I think that's just more of the value of having a guy like Chase on your team. Just makes everything easier. The line isn't that great, but as I think they need to rely on mixing a little bit more, like they have uh, their their most recent victory. But not not a whole lot of question here, right? He'll be back next year. Oh, for sure. All right, Cleveland. He, he, he's one year removed from going to the Super Bowl. Come on, Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett is temporary starter for now, assuming Deshaun Watson's able to complete his suspension, and when he returns, I'm not entirely sold on on that being perfect either, but. I remember Deshaun being pretty good at football, so all off-the-field stuff aside, I, I I think he will be a starter next year, and he will be for Cleveland, and this team could be really good next year. But I can also see it going completely wrong, where maybe we've lost Deshaun, and he's just in an alternate universe, and football is just not a priority. I, we, who knows? Uh, it won't be Brissett. Yeah, well, so we're bringing Deshaun back this year regardless, right? Even if the season's kind of thrown, we're, the second he's ready to go, we're starting him. He's starting practice on Wednesday. All right. Well, I think we're in agreement there that it'll be Watson going forward. All right. Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. I don't think we've seen enough out of this. I actually think they're going to win this week. We'll do our picks shortly after this. But uh, I, I think Pickett, I don't know if he's a starter, but I think he'll start for this team next year. He has to. He's a rookie coming in this year. And again, you, you can't just give up right away. And this team wasn't supposed to be good. You. Yeah, if you don't have any weapons around a guy, what, what are you what are you expecting from him? All right, next one: AFC South, Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. I think one of the advantages Tennessee's had is the steady hand of Tannehill. I I think you look at everyone else's everyone else in this division has had different quarterbacks every other year or or a young quarterback, and they've had Tannehill this whole time and quietly have had a whole lot of success. I know it hasn't resulted in Super Bowl success, but. I think that very similar to us maybe holding on to Mac, this could be a similar situation where if we just hold on to a guy and he knows the system and you know what you get out of him and you game plan around that, you can win a lot of games in this league. So I would roll with Ryan Tannehill going forward, but I, I it's it's not the sexy answer, right? Like this. So uh what do you think about Tennessee? I think they, they, they stick with with Tannehill. He's getting a, he's getting a little bit older, but I think that he's he's still under contract uh for next year. I think they're going to stick with him. And then if it really goes south, maybe they try out, uh, out, out Willis some more. But I haven't really seen much out of uh, out of Willis to say he's taken Tannehill's spot. The ver- and they're, they're, they're pretty successful. What are they, six and three? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, 
that's that's good enough to you're you're in the playoff conversation and you know for some of these teams that's like that's a successful year your ceiling is different for different teams all right next team indianapolis it was sam ellinger until saturday walks in and is like nah give me matty ice again bring him back out who i was under the impression that he was injured the rest of the season i i wasn't aware that he was even eligible to come in i wasn't aware that he was benched i thought he wasn't playing because he was hurt Anyways, gets the win this week. I have no idea what Indy's going to do. You want to go back in their history. What have they had? They've had uh, Wentz, Phillip Rivers. I mean, how many other one-year old guys are these guys going to sign to have another mediocre season after mediocre season? This this is the team that wants Geno Smith. Wow. that That's that's interesting there. Uh, what do you – what would you do here? It's hard to say you – I don't like that they constantly get a new quarterback every year, but I think you got to move on from Matt Ryan, right? Like, are you really basing our next couple of years around Matt Ryan? I, I don't want Matt Matt Ryan out there next year. All right, so maybe it's Sam. Sam's on the hot seat next year, but Gino, man, that's a fascinating one. Uh, all right, next next one, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna say this is no question. I don't like that he doesn't get, take care of the ball, man. He just doesn't. He really doesn't. He has moments and drives where he's awesome, and then he has moments and drives where he just turns over the ball, he fumbles it. It's it's too much. It's happening way too frequently. They are losing games because of him and not winning enough games because of him. I would put him on the hot seat. I think you're going to say that's ridiculous. Go ahead. Tell me why it's ridiculous. How many turnovers do you think he has? The fumbles the, and the type of fumbles, they're, they're bad, man. Okay, it's the They're fumbles. really bad. He's holding on to the ball way too long, and it's like nobody in the league has this amount of time. I don't understand why you think you do. That's my problem with it. He's already had, he's already got more touchdowns this year than he had all of last year, so he's, he's heading in the right direction. He's got to work on the, on, on the fumbles for sure. You can't, you can't be doing that. But just like – some of these other guys I've mentioned, he's going into his his, his third year. He was uh, a top top pick. He's a national champion, and I I don't think you're going to find anything better than that. Hey, there, there's a new draft class coming in every year. Yeah, and you know how how excited people were to get Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, there, there's going to be a new shiny toy. But in three years, we're going to be having the same conversation, and you're going to be like, ah, nope, terrible. He looks silly out there. Nope, can't have it. I think I think he can still get better. I I'm very underwhelmed by him right now. I'm not calling him a bust, but has not delivered what I I, I had. I just had a higher expectation for him. Perhaps that that's it. Maybe maybe that's the biggest problem here is I just had a higher expectation. All right, Houston, Davis Mills. No, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. They've been sneaky in some games. I don't know if it's because of him. Uh, I think they're successfully doing what they wanted to do. They, I don't think they set out to be a good football team this year. I think they are trying to get a decent draft pick going in the next year and finding out what we're keeping and what we're getting rid of. I have no idea what, how they feel about this guy, though, because I think that some moments it's like, oh, you know what? He put together a couple games here. We weren't even supposed to be in this game, and we we almost tied it. <laughs> it was just, is that is that enough to keep him, though? I, I, I don't think so. I, I think – they're doing the, the the tank this year, and this is one of the teams that goes in and says we're going to spend a bunch of our draft capital on a, on a on a QB and with some hope for the future. I think if you go in with, yep, we're gonna we're gonna run uh, Davis out again. You just have that, like really, we went from Deshaun Watson and 
we were good to this like so fast. Just I, I think you need to sell the, the the fan base some hope of okay, well, we got this young guy coming in, and all right, you know, it might be a little rough to start, but you, we got something where we're going towards. Not yeah, you're, you're going to be tanking again. Do you think they'll draft a quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. All right, AFC West, Kansas City. Not really much conversation here, right? It's, it's Mahomes. He'll be there yep. again. He's he's really good. All right, long time. L.A. Chargers. Justin Herbert, as much as I want to put him on the hot seat, you're fucking crazy to even think about it. Yeah, come on. This team this team is fake news, though, all right? They're not a good team. I don't know if it entirely reflects him. He hasn't been great, but I've seen him be – I've seen his ceiling, and I think he can get back there. He just maybe haven't seen it as much this year. Uh, all right, next one, Denver, Russell Wilson. Here's a conversation. Big old money here. Huge bag on that one. Shit, man, they traded a whole bunch. I guarantee you right now, Green Bay's kicking themselves, saying, like, why didn't we give up Rodgers for that? We we would love to have all that. Look at all the assets Seattle got out of this. Ah, man. Denver, they they move on. And they moved on to what? This is the same problem Denver's had every year. They've had mediocre quarterback or mediocre quarterback. High wide receiver draft picks wasted after one of another. Sutton had a sick catch this week. I don't know if you saw that one-handed one. Uh, this isn't working. I have no idea how this could actually get any better. It doesn't seem like Russell Wilson is capable of being a better quarterback than what he is right now, and there's a lot of years left on everything here. I mean, what would you do? Do you think he's a starter in the NFL? It does not look good, and it should be the sunk cost of you already used all of the assets and just the money, it's it's all, it's gone, and you have to move on, but if you're the ownership and you're the one that made that decision, I don't think you can walk away. Cause I think if you admit you made it like this was a huge mistake of epic proportions, you're going to lose your job. So I think you say, ah, well, it wasn't that bad. And they better really hope they have a strong second half. Cause right now they're averaging 14 points and change for the season. That's the last in the league. And I believe if it were to stay at that level, it's like the third worst in like a decade or something so it's not just well the offense isn't that good it's historically not good they are tied basically with i think houston for like the worst third down conversion rate since like the, the worst st louis rams team of like the past 10 years like one of the, one of the bad Oof. bad ones they they just don't they basically don't complete third downs so you're you're just you're not you're not getting first downs then right? you're not you're not doing you're not doing what what other teams are doing I I think the other flaw of all this is unlike in a lot of NBA deals where somebody will buy your bad contract can you imagine anybody in the NFL being like yeah we'll take on that Russell Wilson deal like th- nobody I right? haven't seen anything worthwhile no, nobody it's not just the contract it's just the the actual ability it just doesn't look that good. Yeah, that's this is a this is a mess. I I assume he'll be the starter next year. I do not think this year he should be starting in the NFL. He's just been bad, right? Like I I don't think that's crazy to say. Like I, I, we're gonna pick on Davis Mills. We're gonna pick on Trevor Lawrence. Why I'm not gonna go soft on Wilson because he's got a Super Bowl ring. I mean he has not been a worthy starter of this year. I don't feel crazy for saying that. But like you said, the investment is this is what we invested in. We can't we can't. We can't do anything about it. I mean, what else? You can send him home and move on to what? What do you got? What do you got next? <laughs> You'd be right exactly where you're at, just minus a whole bunch of assets you used to get this guy. 
That that's the saddest part about all of it. Is they're basically exactly where they were, and they gave up a whole lot to get him and paid him. It, it, the double whammy didn't make up any ground. All right, last one here. Not so happy here. Las Vegas, Derek Carr, getting a little emotional at the podium last night. I I, I feel for him, man. I I hate to lose too. I, I get it. It sucks to lose. I, and I understand this guy wants to win, and every team in the NFL, every player wants to win as well. But I, I, I like the heart of this guy. I hear all the leadership stuff out of him. He, he's, he's perhaps he's not the one to blame. I don't. I think he's like at Kirk Cousins level, where maybe he's capable on certain games of being a really good quarterback. And I don't know what's going on. This this whole team this season feels a little weird after whatever happened last year. It doesn't seem like that really washed off and. They just feel a lot of steps behind. I, I do think he's a starter, though, and I do think he will start for them next year. But Vegas is is there? What other teams are more disappointing than Vegas and Denver? I th- I think Vegas more than more than Denver. Well, if you're Vegas, at least everybody you've essentially paid, you feel okay about going forward with Denver. That I'm telling you that that Russ was situation crazy i think an extra year of Devonte under under his belt with Carr, perhaps that'll get even better this year you know i i think there's something about having a little bit of off season with working with the coaching staff and giving the coaching staff a little bit of time to kind of develop all of this i mean how early was that Devonte trade i feel like that was wasn't like miles ahead of the season it, w- it was fairly close i feel like so maybe maybe you hope for that and that that gets a little bit better but other than that uh yeah poor poor vegas here uh all right those are our uh afc quarterback kind of diagnosis for going forward here and our predictions on you know who's who's going to be starting for their teams next year and maybe who's going to be looking for a job uh, but let's move on to our picks for week 11 right now we're starting off on thursday night tennessee titans at the green bay packers packers coming off a huge oh hold win. on hold on just before we go we still have one game this week and we are going head to head and it is my lock of the week and i am very excited for football tonight you really want to do i was going to bring it up again because i think i was going to double down on the eagles losing two games well, in a row I- because I, I looked at uh at the at, at the standings and we are we're, we're tied for this week. So if the Eagles pull off the victory, I can I can nudge just one little bit, one little notch closer to uh, getting back in this thing. And if they don't, well, I'm, I'm not not thinking that way. All positive vibes over here. It doesn't sound very positive towards me right now. It's all right. It's, it's hard to be on top of it. Heavy is the crown. I, I get it. It's all right. I don't think I have the, quite the same lead I had last week. This was a wild week. I lost. So, there was a lot of losses I had in single digits this week. Just just rough all the way around. The, the Chicago one. What, what that about was the hard. one that you that you switched up midday? Well, that one, that's the only time I've actually made the switch midweek. Last week, I tried to do it, and apparently it didn't save or I, I didn't do it right. But this one, I saw the quarterbacks weren't starting. I thought McVay's fancy offense here was going to be fun and exciting with some new toy here but apparently doesn't have anything over there and they just don't try anything on offense cup goes out he's in big trouble i'm worried about that that's that's not that didn't look good i don't like that coach says i don't really know a lot about the information but it looked really bad or whatever his comment was that that was mcveigh in the post game was like i don't know it looked really bad like that that that's not what i want to hear that didn't sound good (laughs) so i i pull the switch because i find out Murray's out, and then I find out Stafford's also out, and now I now I feel even sillier for for doing it. I should have just stuck it out with Colt McCoy, man. Do you, do you want to have a Colt McCoy minute here? Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say. It just he's <laughs> we were we were joking like, man, Colt McCoy, like he's kind of old. Like he's been around a while, right? It's like I feel like we've been having this conversation for for a long time. I think you even said something like, yeah, like I don't think he's like 
you know, Matt Ryan old, but you know, I think he's up there. And then we look it up. Yep. They're for sure. Both 37 years old. Hey, I almost got it right. I didn't have the balls to be like, yeah, he's as old as Matt Ryan. I, I still feel like Matt, everyone's like Atlanta, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. And it's like, no, that was, that was years ago. Like nobody's Tom Brady. You don't play till the 40 plus it's, it's your rarity to still be in the league. So shout out for Colt, Mo. man. He got the win though. I bet he didn't think he was going to get that many more wins under his belt going forward here. I think he was just trying to ride out that, that backup paycheck. And Yeah. Hey, maybe there's something there, man. I'm hearing a lot of noise in Arizona that there's some disgruntled people with uh, with Kyler. I don't, I don't know if he stopped watching film or what, but there's uh, there's something going on there, and I think it's a little bit more than what we've seen on the sidelines. Uh, th- doesn't doesn't look good. Uh, but all right, I, I think the commander's going to win tonight. I'm, du- I'm still doubling down on it. I, I have no fear of it. I think it's going to be the first loss for the Eagles tonight. This commander's team is better than anyone's giving them credit for. The Cowboys, NFC East division with the Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, I, they actually think may end up being the best division in football, which means the Commanders, who are 4-5, and five, are not that bad of a team. So I'm, I'm rolling with that. You, you got you got, no, you got anything else to say for your Eagles tonight? I I'm ready. I'm ready to have them stay undefeated, and I think then I'll only be two two picks down from from you. So, like I said, just a nut, notch notch right in the right direction. All right, you ready to do some picks? Yes, I am. All right, Tennessee Titans at Green Bay Packers this is Thursday. Quick turnaround here. Green Bay getting the win real quick, and Tennessee just looking steady. I'm not buying the Green Bay stuff. I don't think they figured it out. I don't understand why everyone's suddenly in love with this Christian Watson guy who only had four catches and three touchdowns. Like that's that's a that's like a garbage time fantasy line here. You you got to have a little bit more action to really be a threat out there. And I think the steadiness of the Titans and the running run capability is just going to really give Green Bay a hard time. Could be wrong though. Rodgers has turned around this team before. Maybe it's happening now. I've seen the magic happen. I'm not a believer in it though. What do you think is going to happen? We have Aaron Rodgers, two-time defending <laughs> MVP, going against uh, a guy named Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, I think he's been around for a while. Give me, give me Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay. All right, next game: Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm riding the Fields bandwagon. I'm in for it. It's a fun ride to watch. I have no idea if look Atlanta's not that great of a team either. They're they're probably better than the Bears, but they don't have Justin Fields. They have a quarterback that can't do that. I, I just could give the advantage to Chicago for that every week. This defense might give up as many points as Justin can score every week, but I'm hoping that doesn't happen this week. I'll roll with the Bears. I'm going with the Falcons. Justin Fields is fun, but I think it's going to end up being how I got tricked by the Cardinals with the Kyler Murray fun, where it's like, man, he just goes out there and he does some things. And then at the end of the game, uh, his team has scored less points than the other team scored. So I would like to win this one. So I'm going to go with Falcons. All right. Well, Atlanta, every time I want, they're a hard team to count on too, is all I'm saying. I've learned some lessons betting on them this year. Uh, Cleveland at the Buffalo Bills. Whew. Uh, Bounce back week for Buffalo. I, I do think Cleveland will be better. Watson is not playing this week, right? He's coming back next week? The the 4th, December 4th. So it's a couple weeks away. A couple, couple weeks away. So until he's back, I, as much as I do like uh, Chubb and, and Cleveland over there, I'm, I'm rolling with Buffalo. I can't imagine them struggling another game in a row here. I mean, what, Buffalo... <laughs> Buffalo might not win the division. Like they, they gotta win this game. Like I, I hate to say it, but this this isn't a must win game. But if they want to be where they thought they would be, they they gotta win this game. Uh, I'll pick. I'll take Buffalo. Who you got? Hey, give me Buffalo. All right. Next game: Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. Now this one, 
this is absolutely one I'm going to switch if the Commanders don't win tonight. Because I don't think Philly will lose two games in a row, but they will lose a game this year. And I already picked them to lose to the Commanders tonight, so I guess I will pick them to beat the Indianapolis Colts. That being said, if they do beat the Commanders tonight, I am switching this to the Colts midweek. I'm not picking Philly to go undefeated, and I don't care if I lose this damn game. I'm not going to do it. So I will tentatively pick Philly pending a Commanders victory tonight. But if the Commanders do not win tonight, I'm picking Saturday over the Col- over over Philly next week. If that makes any sense at all, that that's my logic. I am going to go with the Eagles. I don't think the Colts are very good. I don't know how they won last week. I think the more you have questions on I don't know how they won, the, the more concerned you should be. And I'm still not even sure if he's even the reason they won. They also have this weird win. They beat Kansas City earlier in the year. Like That kind of gets thrown out. But <laughs> Taylor Taylor's back. They're a better team, right? We can agree on that. They're, they're a better team when he's there. He was there yesterday. And- for sure. So maybe maybe there's some noise there. All right, next game, huge game here, big big game. New York Jets at the New England Patriots. This is kind of a division showdown. Not not in the way anyone ever thought, but this this has some this has some juice behind it. This is going to be a huge victory for the Patriots. I can't wait for them to out scheme Zach Wilson and just figure out how how the defense is going to win this game. The Jets are not a bad team. We really need to show up for this. I hope the defense is able to pull something off because that's what we're going to need to win this game. Just take care of the ball, Mac. Let's just run the ball a whole lot. Who you got this week? Give me the Patriots coming off the bye. Yeah, we're Belichick off the bye. There's some crazy stats for that. I don't, I don't have anything off the top, but we all know that's generally a positive thing for us. All right, next game, Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Is there any winner in this game? Can we can we have two losers? Is, is there any reason to have any faith in the 3-7 and seven Saints or the 3-6 and six Rams? I'm hoping Stafford's back, and if he is, I, I will give the Rams a slight edge. I don't feel good about it on the road, as well as at some point, both of these teams are going to recognize that the season's over, and we should start chasing in the other direction, and I'm not sure if that kicks in this week, and if this is like a tankathon between these two teams. I will go very, very softly with the Rams. Who are you going with? I am going with the Saints. They are at home. That's my analysis. Very well done. Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Are the Giants real? Is Detroit real? Who who, who are we giving credit to here? I, I'm going to go with the Giants at home. I'm similar to your analysis of that. I, I don't think Detroit is good. I know they beat Chicago last week with a crazy Fields game, but Chicago has a wild card in Fields. That doesn't mean they're actually like a very good team here. So I'll take the Giants at home. I don't feel great about it. This could be a trap game for them as well. Detroit somehow winning games that they, they're coming back in games too. They're, they're, they're just hanging around, just, just hanging around. Uh, but you're not going to pick them this week, are you? I'm picking the Lions. I don't like the Giants. Wow. All right, man. We, you you got a shot this week to bury yourself or catch up. One or the other. It's one or the other. I like it. No middle ground. Next game, Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore looking a little sloppy. Got a lot, got a lot of injuries here. That being said, I, I imagine Lamar is going to be able to outdo P.J. Washington or whatever they put together over oh, here. Oh, Baker Mayfield's uh, starting. Fantastic. Uh, P.J.'s hurt. Fantastic. I'm... You know what? I will lock in Baltimore. I will lock the the Baker news is enough for me to put in a lock. Oh no! Oh no! Someone warned the good people of Baltimore. It's a double lock. Oh no! You're doing it too? No, it's never happened before. This is a, this is a, this is a podcast first. Oh no! I want it back. Give me it back. I'll I'll lock someone else. It's too late. You already locked it. The key's oh, gone. Can't, no. It's it's locked. 
I don't like that you locked it because you think it's me. I think it's you. So, you know, how I want it back. <laughs> uh, all right. So lock it in Baltimore. God damn. Put some money on Carolina, like a dollar, just something. All right. Just get a little bit of action on the other side. Hedge it. Hedge it. All right. Next one. Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans. I will take the Commanders. They are going to go on a two-game win streak following this. They're going to beat the Eagles tonight. They're going to beat Houston next week. And we're going to be talking about the Commanders next podcast. You just wait. Who you got this game? We will not be talking about the Commanders next week. <laughs> uh, the Commanders are going to be angry after losing on Monday night, and then they're just going to be ready to go, and Texans are not very good, and they're better than the Texans, so they'll, they'll beat the Texans. And I just hope they don't get completely crushed tonight to the point where I'm like, Will they beat Houston next week? Because that that's easily <laughs> that can easily happen too. Where tonight it's like a forty-two nothing. Like they don't even put a score up. And yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Houston not trying to win games, so I, I think that's a factor in there. All right, next game, garbage bowl, toilet bowl here. Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. We need to find out who actually is the worst team in the division. This is one way to find out. I do not want to watch this game. I do not want to pick this game. I don't want anything to do with this game. I will take the Raiders. I think an emotional car is something I'd rather support than a just weird Russell Wilson who's not likable. So uh, go to that. Not non-football related. I'll take the Raiders. I have very similar thoughts. I just went the other direction, and I thought the Raiders quarterback car, I thought too emotional, not prepared, <laughs> and I think the Broncos are going to win. <laughs> How we had the same lock, I don't know. Th th this is completely two different people. It's almost like you're calling A and I'm calling B. It's, it's completely, <laughs> completely here. All right, uh, next game, Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings coming off a sweet victory here. I think the momentum stops, and Dallas gets back on track here. I will pick Dallas on the road. I think they will get they'll, they'll, they'll get to Cousins. I think the pass rush will be better. I think Fields or not Fields. Uh Justin Jefferson look look, look at that connection there. Uh, Justin Jefferson will will not be able to do what he did uh this past week. I think they're going to have way too many eyes on him. They're going to focus on him. Perhaps it ends up being a good cook day. That that's what I would be doing if I was Minnesota, but I don't think they'll have enough. I will go with the Cowboys. Who you got? I'm going with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson Look out. Kirk is just going to throw it up, and Jefferson's going to be down there somewhere, ready to go. Cousins is going to be staring at grass the entire game. He's going to get sacked a ton of times. All right, next game, Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, Cincy didn't look good last week. Cincy, it's bizarre to me how, how important Chase has become to them, that I'm doubting them to the degree where I kind of like the frisky Pittsburgh Steelers this week, and – I don't have much of an argument beyond I, I just think the coaching in Tomlin is going to be a huge factor in this and that they're going to come up with something. I think Burrow is fully capable of just taking over this game again. But I, is, is it going to be every other week with this guy where it's like, yes, yeah, Super Bowl guy? And then it's like, what was that? Like, is he just missing all of his guys? Like, well, What happened here? I, I'm going to take Pittsburgh at home. I don't feel good about it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about the Bengals right now. I, I, this injury is lingering too much and affecting this team way too much to the point where I'm not even sure they're that great of a team anymore. Uh, who are you going with? I'm going with the Bengals. I agree with what you're saying that they're, they're, they're dinged up and no, no Jamar chase still sounds like he's still on crutches, unfortunately, but they're, they're, they're better than the Steelers. It is a division rival. So always, always a possibility for something fluky to happen, but I, I think the Bengals will take care of business. They, they really got to kind of separate themselves, and you can't, you can't get tripped up by a team like the Steelers. I think this is the Patriots visiting Miami for the last, what, 20 years, where 
there's just something weird about that division game where it, it's weird stuff happens in it, and I, and I think weird stuff will happen in Pittsburgh's favor. All right, next game, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are fake news. I have no reason to ever pick them. I, I'm still a Herbert fan. I'll support him, blah, 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 all that, but they're not going to be Kansas City. They're not going to be Kansas City. I refuse for this is going to be the Minnesota beating Buffalo if they beat Kansas City, where I'm still not going to buy in this team. I don't care that they beat a good team. This isn't a good team. The Chargers don't have it. They just don't have it. Not this year. Maybe next year. It's not going to happen. I'm in on the Chiefs. Who you got? I got the Chiefs, and I'm picking against Mahomes. Yeah. All right. Next game. Last game here. San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Who knows what's happening with Arizona at home next week? I will take the Niners on the road without even if Murray does start or Murray or Colt McCoy comes back who who knows I thought they looked better with Colt I'd actually welcome Murray to come back on Monday night just just to see just to see whatever show he puts on but I I think the Niners are just getting into a rhythm here and you're going to see a really consistent good Niners team show up on Monday uh who you got give me the Niners I'm all things Christian McCaffrey so let's go double down all right, yeah, there we go. All right, so those are the picks for the week here. Uh, make sure you get yours in. If you want to really be a challenge, you know, make sure you make your picks before here in the podcast. But, you know, I understand, you know, an asset of listening to us. You are listening to someone who's in the, what, the 98 percentile here, 97.8. So it, it, it was a lot better, though. I felt a lot better two weeks ago. I I'm, I got crushed by a couple of these. I the, do, you, do you think we should be have the betting line in, in any way, including in this? Because I know it's so straight up on this ESPN thing. But a couple of these games – the betting line, I'm sure it actually even helps you to some degree with these two, three-point less losses that just shift everything. It's like, I don't even know how it went wrong. They ended up losing by one. Uh, well, that, that that's an option for, for next year. They do have the option that you can make your picks based on the, on the line. So just it, it's it's two different uh two different strategies. It is. Uh, I think this I think this week has been the week that we've gone the most uh different. I I, have, I don't have the numbers on that, but it's felt like today more than the other days that we uh are on, on different sides. Yeah, I don't know whether I should stinker tinker again because that I did one change this last week and it was it was the, it was an awful pick. I could have got lucky and just stuck with Arizona. It, yeah, who knows? Um. Oh, for one. Yeah, you know, I, I now now you've, you've got it in my head that I probably should make some changes because I should not differentiate from you. I'll just just ride it out with the lead here, just the boring way out. Just <laughs> uh, speaking of boring way out here, uh, do you want to talk about some sourdough gift giving here? Do you do you want, do you want to mention that? Sure. So it came up. What was this? This was over over the summers when I started to watch uh, Succession, and I think it's in the pilot. The one of the sons gets his dad for like his eighty something birthday uh, a sourdough starter, and it was more on the homemade side. And there was a lot of money getting thrown around. If you haven't seen the show, it's you know, about a billionaire family. Uh, so I think it came up on the pod, and I said, "What? That that's a terrible gift. You know, why would somebody want that? Unless you're like a really into baking, but just kind of like a casual person, you, you just well, what is this? This like sits in 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 your cupboard, and you said." No, that would be a great gift. So I put that in my phone and, you know, made sure I remembered it and said, Will, for his birthday, is getting a sourdough starter set. So I didn't see you right on your birthday, but when I came to visit a couple weeks ago, that was a couple weeks after your birthday, I had made you the beginning part of a sourdough starter set, and so now you have work to do. No, 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 no work to do. I'll tell you the work I'm doing. The work I'm doing is avoiding the carbs of the bread that you would force me to make every week in and week out just to keep this thing alive. All right, I, I don't have... 
I don't have billionaire money to be getting lipo every other week here. All right? I don't have billionaire money to be getting a gym trainer and all that. This is this is the easiest way for me to stay in good shape is just not be baking bread every other week. All right? This is this is not a, a, a diet of, of gifting here. Now, I agree that it's still a solid gift, though. I, I just thought if he's a billionaire and he gave him this super rare sourdough from this ancient, ancient bakery that they've been using for who knows how long, that he would then give that to I. He's a billionaire, you know. He he's got a chef. He's got a baker. Probably he's he probably owns a bakery. Like he, this is a sweet gift for for that in that sense. So I do appreciate the gift though, and then the thought process behind it. But I'm I'm prioritizing this this sort of a healthy living thing that you've kind of challenged me to some degree here. You you and Mood here with your your weightlifting right now and all that. So I'm I'm fighting the good fight with you on that, and I will not be making a bunch of sourdough bread. All right, it's just too much bread. Who's got? I'm not eating a whole lot of bread. Maybe that's just me, but that, that's that's my diet and that's my take. You just gotta keep it alive. You know, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to actually use it to keep it alive. You know, just there, there's there's ways. Yeah, but you're gonna keep it alive to make bread. Like, I'm not gonna make bread. Holidays are right around the corner. A lot of people are looking for gift ideas. Now you got one ready to go. Uh, I'm gonna re. I'm not gonna gift give your gift. <laughs> No, you make bread for people. Oh no, I'm giving them. The, I'm just gonna give them the sourdough starter. <laughs> Dude, the thing the thing is is you could definitely tell them like this is from you know 30 years ago. Like this is from you know it's been in my family for generations, and they're never gonna know. I am gonna do that. I, if only if I had somebody to give a gift to. That's the only problem. I have no one. I'm not there giving gifts to anybody. Uh, we're too old for that. That doesn't happen. All right. Anyways. Thank you, for, as always, for listening. Those are our picks for the week. I'm very – I feel cursed about our lock. I don't – I feel – I feel bad. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about that at all. Uh, root for the commanders tonight. It's going to happen. We'll be back. column A, little column B.